The long wait for Euro 2020 is finally over. In the build-up to the big kickoff, we are doing something special. We have scoured the Twitterverse to find a representative from each of the 24 nations competing in this summer's European Championships. We'll be recording a preview with each representative who will be sharing views on their nation's hopes and expectations throughout the tournament. And most importantly, the fantasy assets we should be looking out for. Welcome to Euro 2020 Happy Hour. Hello and welcome to our Euro 2020 preview series with myself, Sham, otherwise known as FPL2Guys1Cup on Twitter. And myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, we've got another guest tonight representing a really, really, really small country uh, that qualified <laughs> through the Nations League, and that is Scotland and Mark. Mark, welcome. He's not even... Hi. You hadn't even got him like, in, and we've already like, bantered him. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, sorry, Mark, I had to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> You're not happy already. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm still just happy to be there. Uh, it's it's absolutely fine. Um, Mark, tell us about yourself. Um, what, what football team you support and uh, kind of what you like about FPL, how you got into FPL, etc. Sure, yeah. I'm from Edinburgh. Um, but growing up, we always it was always a case of supporting your local team, which for me is Heart of Midlothian. But also, you'd always just support an English team as well. Um, my dad's actually English, and he hates Liverpool, so I support Liverpool. <laughs> so I've supported Liverpool since I was five years old. Um, so I very much I, I I think of them as my team more than I probably do Hearts, to be honest. Um, and I've played FBL with my friends. This is my 14th season. Wow. Uh, playing FBL and like or having our own league. I think I've played it for 15 seasons. Um, always just banter, always just fun. But um, yeah, I'm sort of, I'm in the rabbit hole and I'm not getting out. <laughs> so yeah. I was, I was nice. still in school when Mark started playing FPL. <laughs> <laughs> just. I probably was just. as well. I can't even remember. Um, How I long think ago back then was, it would have been uh, like yeah. the Telegraph. I would probably be it would have been like yeah, mailing my transfers in through the Telegraph. I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, Mark. Seeing as this is a Scotland pod, I think there's going to be a lot of banter on this pod tonight. <laughs> so uh, pre-warning to everyone sure. in advance. Um, so let's talk about Scotland. How did you guys do in your qualification? Because you guys took a kind of different route through the Nations League. So just talk us through kind of that process. Yeah, we took we took the scenic route. Um, in our qualifying group itself for the world, for the Euros, we came third in a group with Belgium and Russia, who were first and second respectively. Uh, we played ten, uh, won five and lost five, which is just a typically Scottish thing to do. <laughs> um, First result, I think we lost to Kazakhstan. Uh, so, yeah, it started off well. Um, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. We've done that. We 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 do that. We'll lose to Kazakhstan. Uh, you know the Azerbaijani under twelve women's team. 
<laughs> but then we'll go, I'll go against the likes of Spain and, and Belgium. So, um, yeah, the but you beat San Marino, right? So congratulations <laughs> on that. Yes, no, we did. It was it was a tough first half, um, but then they turned up and we uh, we did we did a bit better actually against them. Um, yes, we did beat San Marino six nil. Uh, you know, to cover that goal difference. Uh, yeah, so, so, I guess so we the, finished third, but in the Nations League, we won our group, which was uh, against Israel and Albania. Um, so that put us uh, automatically into the playoffs for the Euros. So ironically enough, after the uh, playoffs were announced, we played Israel again in the playoff, but we managed to draw with them at home. <laughs> Another tough fixture. Uh <laughs> But we beat them on penalties um, without missing. We won 5-3. And then it was up against either Norway or Serbia. So basically, Haaland or Mitrovic. So you think, who's going to knock us out? Um, but surprisingly, Serbia beat Norway. Uh, and we drew one all away in Serbia, which is, a, frankly, a, a fantastic result. We actually did play very well. And we won again without missing a penalty, 5-4. Uh, with Marshall saving from Mitrovic. Uh, and all, all hell broke loose and suddenly we're in the Euros. So I remember, it took us a while to get there, but we got there. I remember, I think, um, I've forgotten what I was watching at the time. I was watching something else, probably something better um, than that playoff final at the time. But I remember... Mastermind, or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bake Off, probably, or something like probably that. Probably more... Uh, <laughs> You know, Peppa Pig, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, in this house. Um, but I remember I I saw like like a Sky Sports News app. It flashed up Scotland go to penalties, and I I, I remember putting on the penalty shootout. And yeah, the scenes afterwards, it was um, it was. You nice. must have been so disappointed. It was no, it was nice to see. Well, thing yeah, is, to be fair, it was nice for me as well. It was nice to see Scotland. Thing there. is, like, I'm not going to lie. When the group draw was made for the Euros, um, you knew we knew that the in England's group, whoever won that uh, playoff path would yes. be in England's group. And yeah. yeah, so for me, I was just thinking it's another three points. Right? Yeah, at the at, I mean, at the time, I thought I've got I've got tickets to this game, the second game in the group stage. I want it to be England versus Scotland. England v Scotland at Wembley in a major tournament is is it's like three points. It's three points, but yeah. it's one of the it's like <laughs> one of the games. Like I've been, I've seen England play Argentina at Wembley. I've seen England play Germany at Wembley. But I haven't seen England play Scotland at Wembley. Um, well, I haven't been there to see it, and it's just okay. yeah, it was. You kind of what I was like, come on, just do it. Um, because I'd rather watch England versus Scotland than England versus Serbia at the end of the day. Um, no, I completely agree with you. I've, I've always wanted uh, Wales, Northern Ireland, or what's that other other team? Some someone else, and and Scotland to always to always do well to always qualify for for the major championships. And it's always been, or even the Republic of Ireland as well, you know. And Wales has done it a couple of times. Uh, even bloody Northern Ireland have gotten there. But we were always just watching at home. 
Mm. So, yeah, I'd I'd play anyone anywhere just to be in the Euros. So it's been, it's if it been... has to be the small team south of us, so be it. Uh, we'll 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 give them a go. You know? I mean, it's been what twenty three years since John Collins yes. and Colin Hendry um, led yeah led the team out in France in ninety eight. Um, yeah, so first been, game of the World Cup. Brazil v Scotland. Yeah, I remember. I remember it. Uh, remember it well. And it's um, it's been a long time since um, Scotland sort of made their way into yeah. a major tournament. Especially, I think over the years, there's probably been two or three, maybe four, like near misses where you've lost in playoffs and stuff. England yeah, beat you. England beat you in a um, Yeah, we beat the Netherlands. Sorry, uh, the Netherlands beat us uh over two legs for playoffs and then also england as well yeah um, so uh, since the since the qualification in the nations league there's obviously been quite a number of games with the world cup qualifiers and stuff what kind of form are scotland coming to the tournament in oh we're coming into it with um a mixed bag really where clark has always liked to try and keep the same the same squad to an extent doesn't like too many changes um, if he can help it. So I would say that there's a good nucleus of the team, but the form is is typical of us in as far as there's, you know, any score is possible in any game other than we won't be attacking, it won't be free-flowing football. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, Steve Clark when he was a Chelsea coach or when he was at uh, Fulham, it's, it's very regulated, even at Kilmarnock, where he did a great job. You know, it's, it all comes from, from good defensive play. Okay. And what, what would you say the strengths and weaknesses of this Scot Scottish side are? I think our midfield is definitely our strongest suit. You know, we've got some guys who are in the Premier League. McTominay at Man United, you know, playing S most weeks. Scottish McGinn. Iniesta. That's who he is. Scottish. <laughs> oh. Nick Iniesta, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, McGinn at, at, at Aston Villa is very good. Um, Fraser, when he's fit, whether he was at Bournemouth or at Newcastle, has done well. Um, a couple of lads in the Celtic Celtic team, Ryan Christie, James Forrest. You know, they've played in Europe as well. So there's experience there even when they're young. Hmm. Um, so for me, even though I would say our two favourite, our two best players are in the same position at left-back, I think our squad is strongest in general in midfield. Yeah, so let's talk about the players in Scotland and in a bit of detail. So who, not fantasy related, but in general, sure. who are kind of the heartbeat for that side, the main players that you rely on from, a, I guess, in real life football? In real life, well, you always look at your captain. You always want your captain to do well and sort of spur on the team. I think since Robertson's taken the armband, He's played very differently than he was when he first joined the squad. For me, he's too defensive in a Scotland jersey. Um, I think he must be great in the changing room, you know, Champions League winner, Premier League winner, but not not the full force that he can be on a national on an international level. Um, but it helps him that he's got Tierney there as well, you know. Both of them working together, the overlap. I think is going I was going to say, how do they both strong. fit in that side? Because they're both left backs, right? Yeah, both naturally left backs. 
Tierney has played as a right back for us a couple of times, um, but I think we're more likely going to play a three-five-two um, with Tierney on Robertson. The left of the three. Would it be Tierney on the left? Yes, three? it probably is, but very much with the thought of of coming forward with the ball and and going up that wing um, with Robertson very much, you know, together. I think. We, You'll probably find that that if that happens, McTominay will move back to sort of cover that uh, from defensive midfield. So that's that's how that should pan out. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's there's lots of uh, variables. And so, what would you say the weaknesses are of that Scottish side then? So you said the midfield was quite strong, but if we're looking sure. at weakness, uh, I think it's attacking. You know. Um, Whichever striker we have on the pitch, none of them have scored more than two goals for Scotland. Um, Lyndon Dykes is essentially uh, just a big wall that we kick a ball up to to knock it down for somebody else to do something. Um, unfortunately, I think he will start, but Shea Adams has just come into the squad. Um, thankfully, he's already broken his duck, and I think he's our best striker that's in the squad. But uh, it's still, it's still quite new to him. How will react being in being in a major tournament for the first time and things like that will be, uh, will be tough for him. But yeah, striking wise is is our weakest point. Hmm. Uh, I would say. I, I think okay. on the back of this season, like Trey Adams, I think it's an interesting one because, um, yeah, he hasn't played much with with this uh, with the side, and he has yeah. had. A pretty good season with Southampton. I think he's got better as the mm -hmm. season's gone on. I, I think with like better service um, or not service. I think um, like if Southampton had some better form um, on like this half of the yeah. season and um, since the turn of the year, he might have like tallied up a few more goals as well. I think it's just been Southampton as a whole have been disappointing. Um, this end yeah. of the season. They're, they're almost Scotland on club level, aren't they? They're sort of, they can <laughs> they can lose 9 0 to Leicester and then they can go on a run and, you know, and go unbeaten for four months. So, hmm. yeah, it's interesting that Stuart Armstrong is a Scotland midfielder playing at Southampton as well. You hope that they, that they can maybe take some sort of club form onto the international pitch as well because Armstrong's a decent midfielder for us too. Um, so, yeah, it just it depends on the system we play. My concern is that Adams will be coming on with 20 minutes to go because all we've done is lump it up to Lyndon Dykes, who's done nothing with it. What do you think your system will be and who do you think your kind of starters will be then? I think um, it's probably, it's going to look like a 4-5-1 that can very easily become a 3-5-2 uh, with that sort of movement that I was mentioning earlier on, I think Clark will be fairly negative. The first game is the most important game for us hmm. because it's the one that we've. There's a chance, you know, we can get three points. We're at home. Um, if we can beat the Czech Republic, we're going to do it by attacking them um, and having some confidence. Because when we play, when we have to get a goal, we do. Um, the problem that we have is Clark is, I think, naturally is a counter counter attacking manager. 
and I don't think that that best suits us. You know, we're not possession-based team. We need we need to be quick, get the ball through the channels and uh, on the wing. Because going forward, we we do look impressive for the first time in a while. <laughs> okay, so before before we move on to I guess fantasy options, let's talk about your talisman that you've chosen. So you've chosen McGinn as your talisman. Why have, have you done, chosen yeah. McGinn, and what what does he bring to the Scottish side? Um. 32 caps, 10 goals for a midfielder for Scotland is incredible. Which for um, me is quite surprising because with Villa, he plays in that defensive midfield position pretty much now, doesn't he? He doesn't really get many goals. He he doesn't, but he's also playing in the Premier League, you know, for Aston Villa. So he's not going to get many goals. I think yeah. with Scotland, he's he's allowed a bit more freedom to go forward to express himself, as they like to say. And to actually, you know, he he doesn't mind taking players on. He'll go through the middle. He'll 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 chase the ball. He'll do whatever you need him to. Um, and he's just been in the right place at the right time. Like I say, ten goals. Um, I'm pretty sure that makes him our our top scorer in the squad, um, and probably by some way. So of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I, bad. Um, yeah, I'm just had just having a look, and yeah, he. The next best has scored half as many. That's James yeah. Morris has scored wow. five. Okay. It's quite important for you guys then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um and even it's one of those things that even when he doesn't score, he does well. You know, and he's and he's not a selfish player, so it's not like he's just shooting constantly whenever he gets the ball. He he makes good decisions at the right time. So I think um I know we're not quite talking fantasy yet, but I think as far as talisman go. If you're looking for some points, he's he's definitely where to look. Okay, so let, let's quickly just look at your group then for for the um, Euros. Where sure. do you where do you think you'll end up finishing? What's your kind of thoughts on on the group? Are you happy with it or not really? Or... I th I mean, there's two big teams in there. There's Scotland and there's England. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it. it like I say, it really, we're the first past game the big team so, tier. So, we're above the big team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there, it really depends on the first game. If we if we win that two nil, then we can go into the game against England. It's it's almost a free shot. Yeah. Um, regardless of what the score is, I mean, if Croatia happened to beat you in the first game, there's obviously a lot more on that game. Hmm. Um, but. You know, we have to focus on ourselves. If we can beat the Czech Republic, try our best, obviously. The England squad is very strong. We all know what they're capable of. They're favourites in the bookies to win the whole thing. So um, if Which we're I playing against mad, Croatia... To be honest with you. Sorry? I think it's mad that we're favourites to win. Well, of course it, it is. Yeah, you'll, just... only be, you'll only be top I think if we favourite in British we... bookmakers. Yeah, if we yeah. went to another bookmaker, like if we went to... Say someone neutral, like an American bookmaker, it would probably be yeah. France by quite a way. Um, but because France we're, or Belgium, I think, because yeah. we're in the UK, it's always going to be England because everyone will be putting on a tenner on England because that's what they they do. Um, exactly, they've done it yeah, for their exactly. whole lives. Um, so yeah. I mean, we've not we've everywhere. Seen <laughs> we've <laughs> seen time and time again, like England will be really short priced and. I think I was having I was having yeah. this discussion with someone that said, 
I'm thinking of whacking some money on England at like five to one. I was like, how much are you thinking of whacking it on? Give it to me. I'll go to the pub and I'll drink yeah. it. It's better off spending. Is that to beat Scotland? Uh, that was to win the whole thing. Whether they, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think yeah. that game. For me, as an England fan, I think the the Scotland game could be our most tricky, um, because I think there's that's because of the rivalry, and yeah, um, it's 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 more of a special game as well. Um, Oh, for sure. It's definitely like, on paper. Croatia should be the hardest, football, but it? on on in actual fact, I think it is the Scotland game that's the toughest one. Um, and like we we know that the, that middle game um, in these major competitions, it the middle game can be like the pivotal one because it is the one that either gives you the third game off or it puts a lot of pressure yeah. on that third game. So you get the middle Absolutely. game is always um, a really important one for everyone. Yeah, um, I think what is interesting is the fact that some of the third teams will go through hmm. uh, into the knockout stage because then you're thinking you're always thinking, well, don't go and try and get a consolation goal in case you let in another one, hmm. or are you thinking, you know, try and get one if you're losing four nil and end up losing four two and you can get through the group. Yeah. So it's it's going to make the third games. You know the the calculators will have to be out for for um, for the the guys on the pitch just as much as you know everyone else. So it is going to be very interesting. I think you know Croatia aren't the team that they were at the World Cup, um, which gives us hope. I think I think England can go far, so I certainly see them as winning the group. Certainly for no other reason than you know you're you're your home games, you know, that does make things easier. Um, Czech Republic, I must admit, I used to live in there. I used to live there for about six years. I've watched their national team. I'm not a big fan of it. There's a couple of players at West Ham that do well, Suchek and uh, the right back. Irons, Irons. <laughs> I'm a West Ham fan, if you don't know. Okay. I've been looking forward to, to uh, Europa League group stage. I am very much so very much though right let, let's talk fantasy now mark okay. um so uh two questions before we look at any uh players the first question is um are there any players in the in the scottish side that l appear to be out of position based on their fantasy uh i guess position that has been acquired to them sure um what i will say first of all is on the on the app uh, for this particular uh, version of Fantasy Euros, they've got Stephen Fletcher up up front as a striker. Now he at one point had thirteen percent possession um, ownership. I ownership. Say. Uh, it's gone down to six percent, but he's not going to be there. So if, <laughs> okay. if you're one of that six percent, uh, get rid. You know? um, <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously got an extended family or something, and they've just oh look, he's in. We'll just put him in. <laughs> but, uh, as far as that goes, not not really. Um, James Forrest can sort of cut inside and play. Um, you know, he's very much an attacking winger. So you look at him as being very much an attacking asset, but he is classed as a midfielder. But no, as a rule, I think everyone's where they should be. Um, Apart from you could argue that Tierney uh, might be playing on the wing and he's down as a defender. But it, it, do you th 
I guess, do we have to see how the friendlies go and see what position he plays in the friendlies and that will determine it? I think with those two, Clark's probably got it sorted already. And it's it's only a question of perhaps um, it's three at the back or it's four at the back as opposed to uh, where they'll play. So I, th I think we'll know what they're doing, what he's doing with those two. But um, of the two, Tierney's going to be the one going further forward than Robertson. Okay. Um, and I guess the second question is, are there any players here that you think are just ridiculous value in terms of, like, you think their pricing is wrong? Um, I mean, I think it's it's fairly well thought out. I mean, it's Scotland, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to be, we're not expected to go far. So it, I think 7.5 for McGinn, he's our most, he's the only player above seven. Uh, it's pushing it. Um, just, but other than that, I think just I do think quick, it's, it's probably fairly a quick well note done. for those that are watching on YouTube. I've just noticed that um, Ryan Fraser hasn't got a price, so I must have forgotten to do it uh, when I put the graphic in. He should be 6.5. Um, Six and a half, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I just noticed. I just saw this big b blank spot next to him. I think <laughs> he's I free. Think he I was. He's free. I mean, because what we've seen with a lot of the countries is they. So they announce the like goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, forwards. And when I then take that image and make it into this table, everyone can see on the YouTube. Um, I then have to go through the game and move people around because. Um, the like Scottish FA announced. I think they announced Ryan Fraser as one of the forwards, um, but then I had to move him into the midfielder section because that's what he is on the game. Um, and I think that, sure. okay. that was the case for quite a few players. I think. Um, hmm. But I think six point so, five is an interesting price. Like if he can find form, that could be an interesting price, maybe. Absolutely. That's you've you've hit the nail on the head with him. It's his fitness. Hmm. Um, he won't play ninety minutes. It's whether he starts or comes on. Um, but if he does come on, I think he could make a difference. Um, but that applies to James Forrest as well. Uh, Celtic haven't obviously hadn't had a great season this season in comparison to others. But I think he's still one of our best players, and I think he should start. But, so, if I am going to pick a, a player from Scotland, who are yeah. the kind of, I guess, two, three, or four players that I should potentially be picking from? Sure. I mean, we have mentioned them a few times already. I think, I think if you're wanting uh, a defender who can get you some points, I think you you have to look at Tierney. Um, he's not afraid to go forward. He can put in a cross. Uh, I think. I mean, he's in my draft team at the moment, um, mainly because it's the Czech Republic in the first game. I think that's when we've got our best chance of a clean sheet as well. So I think I think he probably is worth it. And he's only five, you know, he's a half million less than Robertson. Yeah, I was, I was, so you know, I I was about to say, is he, like, would you say he's, he's better value than um, than Robertson at half a million cheaper? I think if you're looking at your team and you're, you know, you're struggling to, to make it under 100, and that's going to be the difference, I think it's definitely worth playing Tierney at five. Because hmm. as, as I was saying earlier, Robertson... Um, he scored one wonder goal against Cyprus for us, but otherwise he's. I think he is more defensively minded. Although he may well be on corners, hmm. um, 
But for me, you'd go Tierney at five. Yeah. And then looking further up the pitch, as hopefully we'll get the ball up there eventually, um, I think McGinn has to be uh, on your mind. I think I, he's in my team for the first game again. Uh, I think we can win that game, and I think it, we'll need him to play well if we do. Uh, do you think that's bias? Um, and the reason why I asked that, because he did say 7.5 is probably not great value was kind of pushing it so do you think that i should for example be looking at mcginn or do you think that's your kind of scottish bias because you know and i understand it we've spoken yeah. to quite a lot of people uh obviously from the nations i think we've done 10 so far and pretty much all of them apart from one has said i'm going to be picking at least two or three from my nation even okay. though you shouldn't for example sure i'm i'm too pragmatic for that so i i wouldn't <laughs> if i was if I didn't think they could do anything, they're not getting in the team. Okay. Um, so, you know, McGinn's in there because I think he can score points against the Czech Republic. Okay. Uh, so I think with the way that the substitution works for this format as well, if he doesn't have a good game, he's cheap enough that you don't feel bad that you can, you know, you can shove him on your bench and someone else might score better than him. Yeah. Uh, so I think seven and a half is you know is fair um just based on his record you know he's he's done very well so i think other than him i like shay adams unfortunately i think he'll probably come off the bench but he he can still do something when he does so i think he's six and a half um i think that's fair i think that's a decent price um there's a couple of wild cards as far as um we've got three guys who are not capped who are in the team uh gilmore at chelsea is very interesting um he's like the headline if, he was like the headline yeah up, wasn't he yeah in some respects um i think if he does well in the friendlies clark will think okay you're in and he can he can he can tear it up so uh, he's five million. It's a good price for what he's capable of, um, and I think you know if you're trying to look at a cheap fifth midfielder option, you, he's going to be a hell of a differential. He won't have more than two percent, three percent ownership. I would have thought so. Could be, but otherwise, I think McGinn, maybe Forrest, and I'd look at. I'd look at Adams, but I think Tierney's your one of your. If you're saying to yourself, I'm going to put a Scotsman in, put in, put in Paul Tierney. Okay, and who who's your penalty taker? Sorry, Tierney. Rob, I've nicked that question off you. Yeah. Pardon me. What was the question? Um, who's your penalty taker? Uh, if he's on the pitch, Ryan Christie. Uh, I think we'd get the nod. Um, he's done very well. I. Th the problem that we have is, who's going to support? Lyndon Dykes. Um, I think there will be a bit of, even amongst the three games, I think I'd be surprised if the formation and even the selections are the same. So, uh, it might Dykes be one better than Adams. Better than Adams? Yeah, as a footballer. Is Lyndon Dykes better than Che Adams? Yeah. No. So, why is Che Adams not starting then? Um, because. 
I presume Lyndon Dykes can jump higher. <laughs> uh, when you're pumping the ball up to him, um, I suppose you've, yeah, got, you've got. I mean, you've got two of the best right um, crosses of the ball from the Premier League, really. In Robinson hmm. and Tierney, they've got they're like out of they're probably in the top five crosses of the ball in the Premier League. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. So you've got two. Yeah, of them I mean, so, so having someone that's piece, good in the air. Yeah, any set piece. Uh, Dykes can get his head on it, um, and he's kind of the only player that's really like that. You look through the through the midfield, and they're all probably under five eleven. So, oh, apart from McTominay, um, but he, he's massive. Oh, he's a unit. <laughs> he's a unit, but uh, you know he's more likely going to be going backwards than forwards in the game. So. Uh, Anything else you want to add that you think is important for us to know from a fantasy perspective? Fantasy-wise, if you if you're needing uh, a four point five uh, defender and you think, well, I want him to I want him to at least be on the pitch, might get away with something. Is O'Donnell? I think if he has a good tournament, you'll see him in the Premier League in England next season. Um, uh, he he's been a right back since I can remember. Gets forward, can can put a cross in. I think he's just overshadowed by by, you know, Robertson and Tierney, but uh, he's actually a decent player, and I think he'll I think he'll go to a bigger team through the summer. So that's something that's something to look at if you're looking for a four and a half. But otherwise, I mean, you know, we're happy to be there. We're not expecting to do a great deal. Um, so. Honestly, as far as fantasy football wise, you know, there'll be better options out there. But uh, you know, McGinn, Tierney, I think are, are the two to look at. Rob, we got any questions for Mark? Um, no, just I think um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, when you do you look at some of the names um, in the squad, and um, like there's, there's a like a handful of sort of relatively big names there. Um, but it is quite interesting to see compared to some of the other squads that are there, there's only mm-hmm. what, uh, seven or eight players or, well, it's under 10 players that have got um, more than like 10 caps, really. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of inexperience there. Um, do you think that could play? I mean, I mean, we know none of these players as well. They, um, none of them have um, an international tournament experience, and only really Robertson um, has experience. Or McTominay at like a high level of European football. Um, do you think that will play a big part, or do you think it will kind of mean that they won't feel no. the pressure as much? Yeah, I mean, there's no expectations on Scotland whatsoever. Um, not least because. We've got two teams that were in the World Cup semi-finals just two years ago. Um, you know, as you say, it's it's a young squad, very talented, very high on potential, and I think they should look at it as a chance to to go and enjoy themselves, take in the experience, um, and you know, this squad, if they continue to improve, looking at the Qatar qualification and onward, I think it, you know, the the good old days might be back. Uh, such as the Euro '96. Yeah, bring back uh, um, bring back Archie Gemmell and 
<laughs> Gemmel and Doug Leash and yeah. Bremner. Yeah, I mean, you know, over the years we've had we've had very good players uh, and good squads, and I think now we're looking at just trying to get a couple more of the younger lads uh, with the experience, especially those three that are uncapped. They'll be playing for Scotland for the next ten years. So um, the future is bright uh, from us for an international level, but expectations aren't aren't that high for this tournament. But before we go, Mark, let's get a prediction from the Scotland-England game from you. What do you think the score is going to be? I think it'll be 2-1 England. Nice. You're not, you're not predicting a Scottish win? Shock one. I mean, I've had that dream. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, if we, if we, I mean, if we hammered the Czechs 3-0, and Croatia beat you, you're going to be under so much pressure. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, I look at your squad and I think your weakest points, your centre backs. Yeah. If we can get into, if Lyndon Dykes can get into them and, you know, we do lump the ball forward and there's people tracking behind them, anything can happen, right? It's 90 minutes. But realistically, I think it should be an England victory. Realistically, right. the, goal, the right. goalposts will stay intact this time around at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. <laughs> and anything to add, Rob, before we go? No, it's um, yeah, it's been great to chat to you, and yeah, we'll we'll see you in match day two. Um, yeah, for that, yeah. May, maybe I may not be online very much. Maybe, <laughs> but, uh, um, maybe, yeah. maybe if you do produce um, a shock somewhere, we can um, see you again in uh, the knockout stages. Uh, to come and talk I us think through. there's every chance if three teams could go through in certain groups you know we won't concede to four to anyone uh, we'll, if we lose it'll be by the odd goal so you know there's there's a chance <laughs> uh, Mark anything from you before we go that you think that our viewers should know about Scotland um, it's cold <laughs> no I think you know um you know, if you're in a pub anywhere in Europe and you see some Scottish fans, feel free to say hello. We are the Tartan Army. You know, it's the whole nation's a Tartan Army. We're so happy to be in that tournament. Um, you know, say hi to us. Um, you know, it's all, it's all about coming together safely. And if we're able to do that, then, you know, you'll have a great time if you, if you bump into some Scottish fans. So just uh, wish us luck. We'll need it, but we'll <laughs> win, lose, or draw. We'll be smiling. So. Nice. That thanks, Mark. Um, I've had a great time on this pod tonight, and uh, yeah, we, us, and the viewers, I'm sure, will really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Well, thank about you, for Scotland, me, guys. I appreciate it. Right. Um, to the listeners and the viewers, thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel, and look out for our next instalment. Have a good day. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Cheers.